beyond infinity. So if you're into astronomy, uh, you want dark skies. Light pollution is a, is a real enemy of astronomers mm. everywhere in the world. Uh, and the advent of LED streetlights in Australia is not a great thing. I mean, they're, they're energy efficient. You can understand why councils use them. They're bright. They're long-lasting, all the rest of it. But unfortunately, that means that if you're trying to use a backyard telescope and have a good look at the Milky Way, or you know, because in the Southern Hemisphere, we actually can see to the centre of the Milky Way. We have beautiful skies to look at. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the Northern Hemisphere, not only can you not not see the, the centre of the Milky Way because of where you are on the planet, but also the skies generally, because of much higher populations up there, a lot more density, it's harder to see. There's been a, a big move in South Australia. It's taken about three years to organise it, but they've just announced the River Murray International Dark Sky Reserve. It's a 3,000 square kilometre area. It includes country towns. It includes some great tourist attractions like the Big Bend Cliffs. It's in South Australia, about an hour and a half drive from uh, Adelaide International Airport. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's considered a, a huge potential for tourism, amateur astronomers, sure. professional astronomers, people who want to go cruising on the river, maybe rent a houseboat, turn off the lights after dinner and, and sit in the back deck and look up at the skies and see some of the darkest skies in the world. And this was what really caught my attention about this. Night sky darkness is measured at levels ranging between the lightest at zero to the darkest at 22. And the River Murray International Dark Sky Reserve produces readings of 21.97, making it one of the darkest places on the planet. Wow. So you want, you want to see skies that just blow you away by how bright the stars are, then um, does, this does, is a place to go. Does the atmosphere come into effect as well, or is it just the light? Is it more likely that there is less clouds or it's a thinner yes, atmosphere yes, kind of no, thing in that area? Yes, no, that's true. You, you obviously, you don't want to have bad weather if you've got rainy clouds coming over. And apparently because it's in the, this area is in the rain shadow of the Adelaide Hills, mm-hmm. so it's known to be dry mm-hmm. and often having clear skies. Sunny right, days, yeah. clear skies at night. Cool nights, often cold. You're also near a lot of you famous... You cool air, don't you, as well, for that still air. If it's a warm air, it actually has can have humid, movement, humidity. movement in the air. Yes. And then that can throw off some of the light itself. So yes. it can actually, well, not bend it, but the like when you look at a mirage or a hot um, hot road in the day and you can yes. see that mirage. Yep. Yeah. So these guys are clear. You've got good weather. You're close to winemaking regions, the famous areas like the Barossa Valley, not mm-hmm. that far away. You're only an hour and a half from an international airport, the capital of South Australia. They're saying that for, for Americans who are into their amateur astronomy, they actually really struggle for places that aren't light polluted in, in continental United States. Yeah. So they're considered to be a, a big target market for people who are going to come here as tourists, as kind of uh, space viewing tourists. So is, is the infrastructure already set up in, in, in the area or is this something that they're looking now to, because they've identified the region, they'll likely develop that. Form. Well, the Australian Space Agency is, is going to be based in Adelaide mm-hmm. and they're considered that's going to be a hub for education research and they are looking to set up seminars they're looking to encourage education for people Mm. so it's not just a tourist angle although that's an important one and also these regional areas a lot of them are struggling you know uh, cost of living people are moving away because there aren't jobs there Mm -hmm. Uh, there's drought there's a whole lot of uh, you know factors making it tough for some of these towns so to have a designated area where you're going to you're going to bring tourists in you're going to bring people who, who maybe want to be educated it's it's going to be a place that's going to encourage further study so you go and look at the night sky and, and you get told about what you're looking at. Apparently a whole bunch of telescopes have already been uh, donated to this area, to oh, this right. organisation. So you have to go and look through a telescope, get a taste for what, what's in the night sky, and then you know the idea, the hope, is that it will 
spur people to take up studying uh, science and technology, engineering, math subjects, better for career futures, where we want to be developing a, a skilled workforce in those areas. And so this is all part of what's intended by so, this area. So in this area, uh, if, if it does become a bit of a tourist hotspot, what, what rules or restrictions could you imagine would be, you know, if someone you know, dragged their caravan along and then there's also a campsite there, they would probably want some lighting in that area, but you obviously don't want that to interfere with uh, any of the viewing areas. So I wonder if there's a, would be at a distance, a certain minimum distance from the viewing area that you would have those, well, those campsites. Well, it's a dedicated space and it has policy controls in place to ensure light pollution is kept to a minimum, including local residents using alternative types of outdoor lighting. Okay. And that will apply yeah. to caravans as well and yeah. the like. So yeah, the emphasis is on really low light. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I mean, you know from your own experience, if you're trying to, if you want to sit in your backyard and, and look up at, at the stars, then you probably turn the lights off. You won't have floodlights on in your courtyard yeah. or whatever. So there are reasons, there are benefits that uh, flow from, from dark conditions wherever you are. But in this area, it really is dark. There's very few towns. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of open space that's without any infrastructure at all. Mm-hmm. You can drive yourself down a dirt road, get well away from any light pollution. And, and you know, again, coming back to that measure, out of 0 to 22, this rate's 21.97. It's pretty much close to being yeah. absolutely dark. Yeah. So a great place to... Uh, and accessible as well. So, yeah. you know, very dark and very accessible. And and other things to do. You know, wine tourism, the Barossa Valley, amazing place. Some of the most, some of the best wine produced in Australia comes from that area. You can land it at uh, Adelaide Airport. It's an international airport. You can fly directly from a capital city airport uh, an hour and a half to two hours and you find yourself in this 3,000 square kilometre River Murray International Dark Sky Reserve. Uh, it's it's only the, the world's 15th location to receive that status designation. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a pretty rare honour. It's the only place, it, it, unlike the Northern Hemisphere, the Southern Hemisphere is where you can actually see to our galactic centre of the Milky Way because of right. where we are yes. on the planet. Yeah. And the tilt so, of the Earth. And that's right. Yeah. So to see it clearly with really clear skies is a real treat mm-hmm. and you just cannot see it in, in the Northern Hemisphere. So... Uh, lots of exciting potential for people to visit the region. Just quoting from the website, and you can check this out for yourself. It's www.rivermurraydarkskyreserve.org. Uh, www.rivermurraydarkskyreserve.org. We'll include that with our show notes. But it's a, uh, it's a very large land area. Well, it's in a state with a, a huge land area and a very small population. So it's endowed with minimal light pollution and consequently very dark skies. As I mentioned, a 90-minute drive from uh, the airport, uh, and and it does. It's in that uh, Adelaide Hills rain shadow, so it's got low rainfall, clear skies at night, and you know, great for people who like a like a, a bit of a taste of some uh, local red or white wines. Very close to uh, some of the most famous wine growing regions in Australia. And they do have particular viewing nights, and they must have people there assisting or helping as well. So we'll have links on our website, which uh, links back to the site with uh, the available night, upcoming nights. Yeah, that's right. And if you if you're on the Mornington Peninsula, I suggest you go along to a uh, I think it's the first Friday of the month, uh, the Mornington Peninsula Astronomical Society. Mm-hmm. We've got podcasts about them on our website, beyondinfinity.com.au. But they, I think for 20 bucks, you can go along and use great telescopes mm-hmm. at the Briars, yep. just outside Mornington. And it's not super dark. It's not as dark as it would be uh, in yeah. uh, in that, that reserve in South Australia. But it is actually still uh, pretty dark. And there's some great telescopes where you are welcome to go and use them. And some real you know, amateur experts, well, experts down there. Yeah, they do seminars yeah. and they've got some really good telescopes uh, which come out on track out of special sheds and mm. give you uh, you know computer controlled tracking of uh, celestial objects so lots of good things to do whether here or over in south australia at that dark sky reserve 
You're listening to Beyond Infinity. Science and Technology Podcasts. You'll find show notes and other resources, plus our complete searchable backlist of over 600 podcasts at our program website, beyondinfinity.com.au.